Thanks for tuning in to the Michigan Business Network. This is the Leadership Lowdown. I'm Vic Vercherow, and I get the privilege of talking to all kinds of leaders from around the state and even the nation. And today, I have somebody that isn't too far away because she's right here in Lansing, but she is somebody that we're quite impressed to have an opportunity to spend a little time with. Her name is Jenna Holmes. She's the Executive Director of the Michigan Community Service Commission. So, Jenna, welcome to our show. We're so glad to have you. Well, thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. Well, yeah, you know, it's really fun, and I can't wait to kind of unpack and hear the rest of the story that we have here. But before I get too far down the road, why don't I just give our audience a little context to what it is that exactly that you do right now as the Executive Director of the Michigan Community Service Commission, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Um, the Michigan Community Service Commission um, was started as a governor-based initiative um, of the Governor Engler's administration um, quite some time ago, over 30 years ago. We started as a lead agency for volunteerism. They thought that was an important piece that was needed in state government. Um, and then soon after that, President Clinton and the federal level um, decided to launch something called AmeriCorps. Um, and so we started as a volunteerism as far as supporting that, um, led to the national service arena and helping support AmeriCorps and people throughout this country be able to think for ways that they can make a difference. And then two other layering in elements have happened during Governor Granholm's administration. And it's been wonderful. It's been passed on from one administration to the next and their belief in it. And she had a strong feeling around mentorship. Mm. Um, and she herself was a mentor. She had helped um, as a mentor and believed in that. Um, and then she and the um, first gentleman, Dan Mulhern, launched Mentor Michigan underneath what we do. Um, in addition, during that time period, um, there was some conversation around what was it going to look like around disasters. So we also serve as a lead agency for volunteerism and donations management and support for the state for disasters. Wow, boy. I had no idea it was so in-depth, but I think it's really, what's exciting to me is that this has been going on for a while, so I'll bet you guys are getting pretty good at supporting uh, volunteers and making some of those things happen, right? Exactly, and it's um, out the goal and the idea behind it is it should be community-led. Um, the elements that need to happen, they see what the needs are, um, some solutions that need to be there, and our role is that what we say is we are conveners, connectors, and research generators. Oh, wow. That is perfect. Well, and so we're going to have a little time to be able to get into all of those things, and I want to go really in-depth because there's so many cool things you just mentioned. But before I do that, let's make sure we understand your path that got you going here. So first of all, I'm a Michigan guy, born and raised all my life right here in this great state. Uh, is that your background, too? Are you uh, somebody from Michigan? Yes, I grew up in a very small town up north called Bel Air. Oh, well, um, yeah. Many people know of it because of the Shorts Brewery. Well, that was going to be the first more, time I lived. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's a more recent yeah. element. But I grew up in Bel Air, and I say I'm a small town farm girl. Um, so, to be honest with you, my roots and even my value sets is what I live by happened right there um, in Bel Air um, because there's a lot of things that occur when you are on a farm um, and the opportunities of what that means for you of what you need to do um, to be able to do things. Um, so. What a beautiful area. Just incredible. You know, when I think about uh, coming from that, now you're down here. Do you get a chance to get back home? Yeah, I do. Um, it's in a different perspective, though. Um, mm. And actually... Um, tell the story of um, my father who um, 
when we were there. Um, he came up to northern Michigan um, with his family um, at the age of 16. Um, and so he fell in love with it and stayed there. And so um, it was a 200-acre farm. Um, it was a beef cattle farm. Um, and so for me, um, that belief that he had in each of us, I was the youngest of four. Um, and so while we're on the farm, there are things that one has to do. Um, and so an example of that is that physical piece of what you're doing out there, then you're learning from it. Mm-hmm. Um, and one um, interesting, fun story from them that I think back of is I was very quiet um, and kind of almost more bashful and shy at the time. But yeah. I had watched my other siblings doing different things and the local farmer, his name was Buck Austin. Um, he helped us out because we were small farmers. And so we helped him and then he helped us. And so that element of helping each other help was important. But one day I'll never forget, I got the courage up and I said, Buck, you know, I'm 10 years old now. And um, John, my brother, had started learning to drive the hay truck at the age of five. <laughs> and I think I'm ready. I'll never forget. He chuckled and he laughed. And sure enough, he took me to the hayfield and he taught me how to drive. Oh, uh, ten years old. Is that right? <laughs> ten years old. Hey, did that have a happy ending, right? We didn't hit anything. No, it had a great happy ending. Um, <laughs> it's that empowerment oh. of being able to accomplish something, you know, at that age and also the belief that others have in you. And so, to be honest with you, yes, you're out in the hayfield. And so the good news is there's not a lot that can be hit. Yeah. But on the <laughs> other side, it's that element of, being able to accomplish something. Can I ask what you were driving? Was it the tractor or the truck? Or No, actually, I'd been driving the tractor for quite a while, but it was um, back then, if you can imagine, in the haying, it's done much different than it is now. Sure. Um, you were doing bales, was, right? Not round bales. Huge, yeah. Think yeah. of the big semi-trucks. It was oh, yeah. one of a uh, truck that is older fashion that is out in the hayfield, and that was what I was driving. Oh, my gosh. So picture this little 10-year-old uh, girl getting up into that truck. Wow, that must have been a powerful, amazing sure. moment. Well, we're going to have lots of those today. I can just tell it because I'm looking forward to hearing the rest of the story. We've got Jenna Holmes. She is the Executive Director of the Michigan Community Service Commission, and you've got the Michigan Business Network right here on the Leadership Lowdown. I'm Vic Bercero. We'll be right back. something to grow it takes time like the equity in your home that's why LaughQ offers a home equity line of credit because frequent watering of your house plants may be recommended now can we get a new roof not so much the rest of the house want the best rates for a home equity line of credit ask for LaughQ stop in today or go to LaughQ.com slash home equity LaughQ your credit union for life We found the Leadership Lowdown right here on the Michigan Business Network, and we found Jenna Holmes, Executive Director, Michigan Community Service Commission, and I am just so excited to learn more about that organization and also to understand Jenna's leadership journey as she kind of came from beautiful Bel Air, Michigan, and has uh, arrived down here impacting so many in so many great ways. You know, when you come from a farm, it's a real family thing, and so you've got a situation where uh, you finally got taught how to drive the truck. But you have so many other lessons that came out of that farm experience and from the north. Some of those include the volunteerism and the appreciation for those types of service work in a small community. Yes, it is. And so in that small community, what I've learned from my father, who is a strong mentor and was a strong mentor for me, um, was that 
when needs were there, you together came together as a community. So in a rural community, it's just a necessity for survival. Um, and so my father, who, um, as many of us during this pandemic, I lost my father during the pandemic. And so mm-hmm. he is that person who saw me um, and was able to lift me up in that spirit. Mm-hmm. And so the beauty of it is um, taught by example of a community and by a father who believed in me that I now have this wonderful opportunity mm-hmm. to do that and give that to the state. Yeah. Um, there are so many people that inspire. Um, if you look at the, what they're doing, um, they are the heroes that live among us. Um, and so that one of the roles of the commission is to be able to help tell those stories, help people see what others are doing, um, because there's a lot of challenges that exist. And it's because people care that we can get through those. Well, you said so many good things here. And I want to circle back for a second, though. You said that your dad, and I'm sorry you lost him, you said that your dad saw you. Can you tell me what that means to you guys? Yeah, I didn't, to be honest with you, realize it until after he was gone. Mm. Um, but he just had this way that out of the blue, there would be the phone call. And he would say, daughter, how's it going today? <laughs> And we always, as a farmer would, he would always start talking about the weather. Yeah. But then he then went into life, and he was able to listen and be able to allow me to process because he knew, he said, in fact, uh, when the pandemic hit, he called each one of us, and he was worried that that was the last time he would be able to ever talk to us. And the thing Mm -hmm. he said to me was, I worry about you because you take the troubles on your shoulders. And so he knew that about me, and so what he did is he would listen and he would allow me to help process how to help people. So again, it was just incredible that he gave me that gift. Wow, I think that's so cool. And I think what inspires me about that discussion all is that as you think about honoring volunteers and honoring people around the state that are doing more than just slugging their way through life, they're actually pouring into needs Uh, through the community needs of others and opportunities that exist to really make a difference. And in my tagline on my email is anybody can make a living, I want to make a difference. And I think that really, to me, is uh, culminates in terms of some of the things you're honoring and recognizing. But tell me about people that are around and listening into this. Tell me about how they might see somebody. What are those things that you look at when you see somebody maybe serving the way you did early on or taking on the world. What are those things that you spot and go, oh, that really is something special right there? Do you see that? Yes. There are individuals that identify that they're, and they can see the challenges, but they don't just think from their own viewpoint. They actually include others in that. Mm. So they work together in collaboration and start identifying what the true needs are and hearing from people that are experiencing them. Um, And so having them as part of their team, um, and the tagline is to be able to volunteer with, not volunteer at people. Mm. Um, Because we lose something if we think that we have all the answers as we're observing instead of actually experiencing and be part of the process and having people together because there's tremendous things that we all can offer. It's not just what we're doing for people. It's doing with people. Well, and I think you used, without saying it, the word collaboration. We have an old thing that we talk about because I've done a lot of service work over the years, which is uh, you were voluntold uh, rather than volunteered, right? And so when you have somebody that's there that's maybe caught up in all that, sometimes they forget the moment of collaboration and trying to bring people with them 
And it's the old thing, you know, try to push a string across the table uh, and it gets all kinked up and won't go. But if you pull them, lead them from the front and pull it this way, it makes a big difference. So, you know, I think that's so interesting. And I think when we have a chance to get back here, we're going to talk about the ways that your organization impacts things and maybe some of the inspirations that's happened to you along the way. I'm particularly interested in some of the mentoring that has happened in your life and as well as you have been able to witness it. Because when we talk about building leaders, we talk about doing great things. And so much of that comes from having somebody else maybe pay it forward, if you will, and maybe make a difference. So you've inspired me today. I'm telling you, Jenna, I'm so excited about uh, your farm roots up there and also about the leadership role that you're in right now as Executive Director of the Michigan Community Service Commission. So we've got Jenna Holmes with us right here on the Michigan Business Network. I'm Vic Bershero. I'm here on the Leadership Lowdown. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Chris Holman, and as past chair of the National Small Business Association and a small business owner myself, I understand when you run a business, you rely heavily on your computer network. Now, you cannot afford lost data, lost customer information, and that's why you should trust your technology needs to ASK. Contact ASK at 877-ASK-4ASK for a free audit and analysis of your technology needs. That's 877-ASK-4ASK. Or find them on the internet at www.justask.net. ASK, taking the hassle out of technology so that you can run your business. Leadership Lowdown, and this is the Michigan Business Network, and so glad that we found Jenna Holmes, Executive Director of Michigan Community Service Commission. That doesn't fit on a business card very easy, Jenna, but neither does your job probably fit on a job description very well either, because there's so many broad things that were there. But I have to tell you, you know, I'm quite a fan of the Marvel Comics and some of the superhero stuff that's going on. And just recently I spent some time watching that most recent Spider-Man movie. So it was really quite fun uh, to see that. You know, it took me back to being a kid. But, you know, we throw heroes around. It seems like heroes can lift buildings with a single hand and bound to uh, fly and jump and do all kinds of crazy things thanks to the magic of Hollywood. But when you get into Main Street, heroes come in a little different shape and sizes and probably have a little bit different amount of energy they bring to the table. So if I use the word hero in terms of what you're looking for in Michigan, is that overdoing it, or do you kind of agree with that? No, I think you're right on the money there. In fact, what we started looking at at the commission is during the pandemic, um, there were a variety of different people that were stepping up and trying to do what they could to help others. And we started to realize that heroes came in this wide range. A lot of times we think of a hero, like you said, as a superhero that's doing these huge things, but it could be the simplest of things of helping go get groceries, you know, Mm -hmm. and now when the snow is here, helping older adults that aren't able to get out, and what does that mean? And so what we wanted to do is we actually created something, so I'm glad you brought that up. It's called the Heroes Project, Mm -hmm. and it's myheroesproject.org is allowing people 
to be able to go to a place and they can tell the story with a simple picture and a simple story of an individual or an organization, actually. Um, that has done incredible things. Um, our goal with that is to help because people are very humble and so they don't realize that their story actually inspires others to be able to come up with ways that they can find their own hero. Right, right. So we're excited to have that project there and being able to figure out ways to tell many stories throughout our state. I maybe would stop there just for a second and get your reaction to something. I just remember, and I've told this story before, but from time to time I've given a lot of keynote speeches and uh, different comments, totals in the hundreds. And I remember I've been at one particular event, happened roughly 30 years ago, and I was at uh, Detroit Hyatt Almost a thousand people. They were from a national meeting, and they were actually a group of farmers. I did this speech, and of all the speeches I've ever done, that was the one I looked back on. And I thought, man, that just didn't feel right. I think I failed there. Maybe I shouldn't do these keynote speeches. Maybe I'm not as good as I think I am. Right. All of that to be said. Ten years later, I actually had. Uh, somebody that gave me a call and said, Vic, you don't know me, but I'm a field representative for an organization down here in southwest Michigan, and I just left a farm, and the guy I talked to said the reason why he's in farming today is because of a speech you gave in Dearborn all those years ago, and here's what's important to me. It was a free speech. It was just me trying to help out doing some things. I thought I failed. I thought it was irrelevant. And of all the speeches that I dwelled on, it was that one that kept gnawing at me. And so in a God kind of way, uh, all of a sudden I get the message, tap on the shoulder and said, hey, you made some difference to that one. And that is really all that matters. When I think about what you're talking about, sometimes heroes don't know the power of a kind word or the power of somebody tapping them on the shoulder and lifting them in the moment of their worst despair and all of a sudden doing something that has a ripple effect for the rest of their life. Do you sign up for yes. what I'm selling there? It, well, you are right. I mean, that story is so incredible because that's what we find that um, sometimes people don't know and what they have meant to others. Mm. And I'll give one of my hero stories is a woman named Nancy Stonewater. And when, um, unfortunately, I was 13 and um, my mother, who was only 38 at the time, um, died very suddenly of a heart attack. Oh. And so our whole family, imagine this farm family, and my father was a blue-collar worker, worked in the factory by day, and we said farm to my evening and weekends just to mm -hmm. make a living. And so things were tough. And then to lose our mother on mainstay, um, what was going to happen? So Nancy Stoneburner, who was a relative, um, she and then also my Aunt Virginia came in, and my father said she saved a family. Oh. So when I told her that story years later, to your point, um, you know, after Dad died, the importance of the impact she had, a lot of times people don't know the level of what they mean to mm. you, um, and also to our community and what that means. Um, we have something called the Governor Service Awards, and it's so amazing that every year the governors of the state, whoever it is at the time, are willing to come at one time a year that we come together and celebrate and lift up those stories, and the governor is on stage to do so. And I'll never forget the one gentleman who was receiving the award, and we're at the Detroit Opera House, and behind there we're, we're doing all the practices, and he looked at me, and he had tears in his eyes, and he said, Jenny said, I can't tell you how overwhelmed I feel right now. He said, I didn't do this for this. But he said, this is incredible that I didn't know I made this kind of an impact, that someone wanted 
to recognize. And so I'm so pleased that you told your story because you're absolutely right. Um, People oftentimes don't know um, until they are given a chance that someone has told their story. Well, it's just such a powerful thing. And wow, I'm just so excited. I'm wiping back tears here. I just think it's such a great thing what you do and your organization does. And I can't wait to continue to unpack it right here on the Leadership Lowdown. This is the Michigan Business Network. We're going to go pay some bills and come right back. Sonair has been advancing communities and providing opportunities for people in Michigan for more than 25 years. Through lending, investments, and the creation of homes and jobs, Sonair has made a combined $7 billion impact on the communities they serve. Learn more at www.sonair.com. Yeah, Michigan Business Network right here in your ear. And we've got the Leadership Lowdown listening and taking notes to Jenna Holmes, Executive Director of Michigan Community Service Commission. And Jenna, you know, uh, I just loved our last segment and some of the conversation we had about you just don't know how you can make a difference. You have no idea. And you know what I think sometimes happens? It feels like a lot of our people sell themselves short. So they actually well, I couldn't do that, or I'm not very good at this, or I'm not very good at that. So do you think there's a way that we could somehow marry some of those people that maybe have the time and some hidden talents with some needs that would just give anything to have somebody helping them out? Is there something like that that can happen? Yes, actually, the commission's been thinking about that. So one of the things we began to realize is, just as you said, is that People oftentimes want to help, but they don't know how. Um, and so what we created was something called, it's on the site called myserves.org. And you can go to it, and we're trying to have every nonprofit in the state be in there. And it allows for nonprofits to tell the story of what they're doing, what the needs are, how they're making a difference, and how they need help. And so it allows for whatever your journey is, if it's that you want to make a difference by serving and volunteering, you can explore that, and you can actually put in what are you passionate about, and you can search by passion. It allows you then to come see all the nonprofits that are doing some of that work, Um, or if it's that you're saying, you know, right now I can't serve, but I just want to give. And it allows you also to be seeing ways you can give if you wanted to donate and support them. So we're really excited that we just launched an initiative and it gives an opportunity for people to find out how to help. Well, I love that because, you know, every once in a while I get to talking to somebody that's retired or whatever, and sometimes I find that they're really bored. Now, some people know how to get retired, and they, I'm busier now than I ever was, you know, they say those kind of things. But for that person that, whether it's retired or maybe it's whether they have some passions in other things, me and a friend yesterday were just talking about, we all have time to do what we want to do. And it goes back to what our priorities are and what's important to us. But you said something I thought that was really important in this portion of the discussion, which is, what's your passion? What makes you jump out of bed and says, today's the day? And that's the kind of thing that when you find it, man, there's some magic in terms of fulfilling your I don't want to be corny here, but for your destiny 
and fulfilling the needs of other organizations that need somebody that can come alongside and offer up an enthusiastic support. So when you talk about some of their passions, do you find that sometimes people just they shrug their shoulders, they don't know? Do you ever get into some of those conversations to help people discover what's really underneath the surface? Yeah, and you're absolutely right. Sometimes their passions are completely different than what they are doing in their career. Um, and this gives them an opportunity to actually explore. Um, the other thing is there's the ability for us to help and learn as we're helping. So mm-hmm. that's the other thing I love about this is it provides ability for people that are either trying to go in another direction to follow their passion and try it out as a volunteer and do good as they do that and then identify maybe they would want to actually shift gears. I've heard of people that might have started in one direction and they have even actually gone um, in a completely nonprofit direction as a result mm-hmm. of trying this out and helping as they're doing it. Well, we always say the mother of all growth is self-awareness. I mean, what is it that really you get excited about? And, and you know, in my world, uh, I've gone fishing, I've gone hunting, I've gone golfing, and I'm not good at any of it. And so part of what it is is what really gets me excited. Well, you know, as I was telling somebody yesterday, children get me excited. I love being around kids, and I love their wonderment and some of their sense of awe. And, you know, if I can do the corny Mickey Mouse voice and bring a smile to their face, it makes me happy. Well, Part of what I need to make sure I'm doing is going with the passions that I feel most convicted to. And so I think that's really part of the issue is helping people understand. Have you ever been in those conversations where that epiphany came along and maybe for yourself or others you were coaching where, man, that maybe that's what I need to do? Have you ever had any one of those? Yeah, I think that's the lovely part of what we do as well, is it allows people to find their genuine, authentic self um, Mm. and be able to have a trusted listener to allow them to explore what those avenues are and what that means. But the one thing I would say, too, you just mentioned your interest in supporting youth. Um, I think this is a nice place to actually mention that, is that Youth also can be such a strong um, ability to be part of solutions, and sometimes we forget that. Um, I have chosen as one of my passions, um, actually my whole career has been surrounding and supporting youth and lifting up their voice. Um, In fact, I am at the Gratiot County Community Foundation. I have been an advisor for the Youth Advisory Council, and it's been about 30 years now. Um, And even in this position that I do, I chose to continue with that because I saw the power of supporting youth and allowing them to what your point was, is to find their passion Mm. um, and believing in them and in helping them. And I call it have that aha moment Um, because they come together and they might come because their friends suggested they come and it's a social thing. But all of a sudden, the light bulb, and I can see it, and I love it every single time, is that they're there and experience the moment and seeing the difference they're making. And then they're like, oh, you know, I want to do this. This matters. Um, and so we're real excited because that is one of our initiatives that we're doing, too, at the commission, is helping youth find their passions. And we have a special platform. It's called Interview where they're able to find their inner self and what they're passionate about. And then um, what's beautiful about it is it's tied to the United Nations Global Goals, and it helps them identify what their passions are, and it develops a service resume that they can use as they go forward in either jobs and or career-wise as far as for looking for college. And then also what it does is it allows them to reflect each year to say, I really thought that I was passionate about the environment, but when I look at my service resume and what I did this year and my web of service – 
I didn't do anything with the environment. And so now they can actually repurpose what they're going to do with action and how they want to make a difference. Well, self-discovery and what an opportunity. Wow, that's so cool. Man, you are full of wonderful surprises. i got to tell you, Jen, I'm just so jacked that you're a part of this. I'm so grateful that you're listening to the Leadership Lowdown right here on the Michigan Business Network. We'll be right back. Do you like to travel for fun and excitement, craving a relaxing getaway? No matter where you want to go or what you want to do, you can trust Dean Trailways to get you there. Our luxury motor coach lets you relax while you travel. No traffic to worry about, no parking fees, no hassle. Are you looking for some sizzling excitement this fall? Let Dean Trailways bring on the heat and take you to Firekeepers, Michigan's newest gaming hotspot. Experience the thrills of the slots, blackjack, craps, the live poker room, and indulge in the world-class restaurants, all while counting on Dean to bring you home safely. Dean Trailways of Michigan. Travel smart. This is the Leadership Lowdown right here on the Michigan Business Network, and we have right here with us Jenna Holmes. She's the Executive Director of Michigan Community Service Commission, and wow, I got a page full of notes and just so excited to talk to her about the work she's doing and some of the ways she's exposing, if you will, those people that are out here that are just doing their job and doing their service every single day, and they get to shine the light on them and lift them up as somebody that we're proud of and grateful for. And wow, I can't believe they pay you for that, Jenna. That's just amazing. You get to do that, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, and so let me just say this. One of the things that we talked about in the last segment was about children and trying to connect children from point A to point B. How do we get maybe a teenager that gets a little bit of self-discovery and realizes that maybe they've got an interest in a direction they can go in? How do we get them connected to where they can plug in and really flourish? For youth, like I said, we have this wonderful thing we're going to be launching out for schools and providing this platform, and it provides it's built all around high school youth being able to look at those opportunities and how they can make a difference. It posts different ideas on it, and it allows them, as they see ideas, they can actually help us be able to connect other youth to that work. So we're excited about that. We're looking to start a youth volunteer movement, and we're basing that around starting with high school youth, and then it will have a ripple effect in all ages of youth. Well, and I think that's really exciting because I was just listening earlier today. There was a business person that was on, and they were manufacturing and having trouble finding employees. And one of the things they did is they started thinking, outside the box, and they ended up getting a lot of, they term stay-at-home moms, as well as um, some students um, that they could actually employ where they never have done that before. And so it was all of a sudden a solution. But I think about, it takes an effort on a corporation's portion because they're busy, they have one job, and that's to make money. And so their head's down trying to make those dollars. And for a great organization to step back and to say, but wait a minute, maybe we could be better and impact a greater vast audience and maybe do some good with some youth. And all of a sudden, those opportunities come up. Have you seen some great examples in your work of organizations that have really made a difference because they decided to do more than just make money? Yes, thank you. Um, you're absolutely right. The one thing that's wonderful also about the commission is we have a 25-member governor-appointed group of commissioners. And that's people from all ranges as far as what they offer. And we are led by an incredible person, Bob Colt, and he is the CEO for Colt Communications. But in addition, um, we are blessed to have uh, two other really strong leaders of our state, David Parent with Deloitte Consulting, and then also um, Heidi Magyar with General Motors. 
And both Heidi and David, we, we began talking about just what you described of how do we help look at ways to support businesses and corporations throughout Michigan, identify how they can work together and collaborate to do the greater good. Um, and so what we've worked on is we actually are creating something, um, and we launched it called the Corporate Social Impact Network. And it's for businesses and corporations of any size, and we allow them to come together. We provide some content and um, things that they can talk about, and then they actually are there for each other, and they're beginning to look at ways that they can identify specific issues that they then can rally around and help. And so we're really excited about that work. Mm -hmm. Well, and you know, you named some pretty important, uh, well, some of the names I know, uh, Mr. Colt is kind of legendary over at MSU does a lot of great things. And then, of course, on top of that, you've got some great organizations that you mentioned. But I guess I would like to suggest it has to be a conscious decision, something that people actually literally decide they want to do. It's probably not a natural or easy stretch without applying the resources, right? Correct. Um, and then businesses, when they look at that, there's a part that happens by just being part of the community, and we see that all the time um, as far as it, we're just so blessed in small businesses and large that they look at the community and they're part of that community. Um, and so, um, like you said, oftentimes there needs to be a plan. Um, and what does that look like? And so, as a result, they begin talking about that and they oftentimes have um, individuals on their staff that actually this is their role, yeah. is to be able to identify ways because what we're finding in the business world is that people that are coming to the corporations and businesses, they want to do good things. Mm -hmm. And so they would love to be able to be part of the team at the business. And then also what businesses are seeing is the skills that their employees gather from those times that they're helping the community, they're able to apply those when they come back to business. And so it's a win-win in so many different directions. The community is benefiting, people are helping, employees are being able to find their passion, and then they come back refreshed as well, far as at the business level too. And I think you brought up something really key is that when organizations do more than make money and they have a commitment because what they want to do is do good as well as make money, all of a sudden the employee satisfaction, the pride in the outfit, and the sense that I'm working for something that's greater than just a widget or a dollar. And so those are things that I think uh, you're kind of shining the spotlight on. And we're grateful today that we get to shine the spotlight on you because Jenna Holmes is the Executive Director for Michigan Community Service Commission. And wow, is there so many good things, a force for good right here in Michigan that she and her team are doing. We're grateful for your time today. We've got one precious segment left, and we're going to get right back to that here on the Leadership Lowdown. This is the Michigan Business Network. The attorneys of Foster Swift, Collins & Smith offer legal counsel to businesses, families, individuals, and municipalities throughout Michigan with offices in Lansing, Farmington Hills, Grand Rapids, Detroit, Marquette, and Holland. Clients know they can count on Foster Swift for all their legal needs, from straightforward wills to sophisticated business transactions and complex litigation. Learn more about Foster Swift and how they can assist you at fosterswift.com. Business Network. I'm glad you tuned in to Leadership Lowdown because we love talking to great leaders 
who are doing great things. And my jaw is on the ground. I'm picking it up right now and saying, my gosh, am I grateful I had the chance to meet and have this conversation with Jenna Holmes. She is the Executive Director of Michigan Community Service Commission. And I'm so grateful that the state of Michigan has made this a priority to create such an organization that's doing so many good things. And of course, uh, I'm so impressed that we've got such a great leader at the helm. You just don't show up to these types of positions. You've got to kind of earn them, and you've got to kind of be in a spot where you've had uh, some real serious life experiences along the way. And none of that's possible without maybe having somebody that's been important in your life. And we talked about heroes, and we talked about mentorship earlier in the show. I just want to maybe put you on the spot a little bit, Jenna, and, and talk about, I know what you're family and your dad meant to you uh, as a mentor. Um, anybody else come to mind that you want to spotlight? Well, um, one of the mentors in my life um, was a man named Don Pavlik. Um, he was a superintendent for Alma Public Schools. So it's actually in my mid-career here um, in Gratiot County, which is where I live. Mm-hmm. Um, and Don was one of those people that pulled people to him. You know, he could see your... Um, elements of what you offered and then he found ways to help support you in it and I remember once him telling me that um, in a meeting when we were helping different elements happening in the public schools and he helped me recognize that I'm a visionary person Mm -hmm. and so I can vision and see but interestingly I have that other side of my brain too that's actually able to then take it into all those steps down and able to implement well, it. That's rare. <laughs> um, it, and so he was able to lift that up and say, you know, you need to do that more because I was shying away from it. So I was more being humble and saying, maybe I should share what I think. And he's like, oh my goodness, no, if you don't, think of what we miss out on. So I think that mentorship, though, I'm, I'm, so, I'm so glad you bring it up because actually – this is a lovely month to do so as far as this January is a national mentor month. Mm. And so it is a time for all of us actually to kind of take note of who our mentors are that from our path in the, in the past and currently. Um, and it'd be wonderful for people to reach out and thank them. So we have this little campaign to say, thank your mentor and who is your mentor and why they did mm-hmm. make a difference for you. Um, because that reaching out and again, lifting up of others, and it can be in the most quiet way um, that people don't even know sometimes that they're having such a strong mentoring component or it can be a formal mentoring relationship. Yeah. Well, and I think too, sometimes much of our audience has a lot of success in their own titles and everything else. What's interesting to me is the power when you do have a title, when you stop and take a moment to send a note card or recognize somebody or do some of those things. I remember um, in a former position, I had a big old title and um, uh, I had somebody that worked for me for a number of years and on the day that they retired, I stopped by their office, we talked to them for a while and they pulled out on their desk. There had to have been probably 15 to 20 note cards that I had sent to them to uh, thank them, acknowledge them, or talk to them, and they had kept them all. And so I think what's so amazing, when you think about mentors, uh, taking the time to go say thank you to somebody and to make that difference, uh, man, I think you're onto something there because uh, in my mind, it inspires everybody to know that they've lived a life that was uh, purposeful and meaningful, and also uh, it reminds them that maybe they should do the same, to stop for a moment and thank those that have actually poured into them. 
as we do this, we're almost out of time here. I just thought I'd double check with you. Tell us about ways that people can plug in and maybe honor the work you're doing. What's the best way for them to move forward if they're inspired to be a volunteer, to be a mentor, to do whatever? Yes, um, I had mentioned a variety of different things throughout the show of ways that people can be involved, but probably the easiest thing to do is if you just went to our website, which is michigan.gov forward slash volunteer. Um, and then that will allow them to be able to find the different ways that they can navigate and be involved. And also provide ways for them to connect with my team, which is incredible of what they do. I have to do a shout out to them because they've just done um, wonderful things throughout the pandemic and beyond as far as what they do. So they're here to help those. And like I said, we say that we are the people that help people help. So um, if it's through a conversation or um, an email, we're here to help you be able to find your path. Well, that's just incredible. Man, I'm just so inspired by you. I'm so inspired by the fact that our government here in the state of Michigan has an organization like you and what you're doing. Uh, Jenna, I just want to humbly say thank you. You are amazing. Well, thank you for this experience. And to be honest with you, I would put it out there to all those people that are making a difference. They are the ones that inspire me to be able to stay here in this position and continue to help them do wonderful things. Mm, and it's the ripple effect of great things uh, that happen down as we move forward and some of the great things that happen just by paying attention and having an opportunity. So when I think of volunteerism, uh, there's a couple things. Um, a lot of times people, I always talk about volunteers don't, meaning Generally, people don't step forward. They don't make that courageous first step to say, I want to do that. Um, They wait to be asked. And so if any of you in the audience have been inspired to maybe volunteer and step up and do something courageous, take a friend with you. Pull them alongside and say, let's do this together. Let's go make a difference. And you know what? Uh, I think in the end, uh, whether you ever get a plaque for it, you ever get a thank you card, or you ever have anybody shine even a flashlight on you to say thanks, Um, The bottom line is knowing in your heart that you made a difference along the way and that somebody somewhere benefited because you cared enough to get off the couch and make a difference. So you do that every single day, Jenna. I want to thank you for that. Thank you so much. It's been wonderful. Thank you for the Michigan Community Service Commission. We're grateful for the work you and your team do. And we're grateful that you tuned in to the Michigan Business Network. This is the Leadership Lowdown. I can't wait to talk to you next time.